0: This is Andrea. And Connie's here. And we've just been wondering about all things church or theology or discipleship or Jesus. In 20 minutes or less. This is Just just Wondering. wondering. Well, Connie, you're getting me excited. I don't know. Peter might have been my last pick. And I think discipleship goes deeper than that that Jesus could sign. (laughs) Really? Like I just rose from the dead and like you're still on that. I thought we had moved past this by now. Today we are just wondering about the book of Esther. It's a book of intrigue and courage and it's really pretty fascinating. So please come wonder with us.
1: Andrea, I've been reading some Old Testament and um, recently reread Esther. You know, it takes all of Fifteen minutes, yeah. maybe at it the is most.
0: Not a long book.
1: Yeah, it's like nine chapters and three verses in chapter ten. And I was again just um fascinated with the, the storylines of intrigue. Yeah. And the courage. I thought, mm, I think I'd like to talk to to Andrea about this
0: yeah it's a great book and let's just say for the purposes of this podcast that if you have a moment to stop and go read the book of Esther it really will probably take you about 15 minutes or less and it's well worth uh, reading before we talk about the things that we're going to talk about I know some of you may be driving or be doing things that you can't do that so we're still going to keep going but if you get the chance just pause real quick go read the book of Esther then come back yeah, that's good. Okay, now so if you're back, or if you're going to read it later today,
1: I, let's talk first about the uh, the people, okay, who who make up the cast of
0: characters, if you will. Yes, it, this it, I love that you said that, Connie. This really does read like a movie script. Oh my goodness, it does. Yeah, like it's it's really fascinating. So let's talk about the cast of characters. It, it's
1: no wonder Hollywood has done so many versions. Oh, certainly. of the Book of Esther. I am, I have always been um, fascinated with Xerxes. Yes, the king, because you see him grow you, from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. You you do see him grow in maturity, because when he begins, when you when we first see him, he is the spoiled, immature, uber privileged guy in charge of things, and he is just totally obnoxious. And yet, and now think about this: his kingdom was India to Ethiopia. I mean this was all of the realm of Persia and he was 41 they think historically. They think he was about 41 when he chooses Esther. Okay. And as his new queen. Okay. His, his new wife. Now, one thing he never really loses is is his ability to have emotional outburst <laughs> and <laughs> and make make like province-wide like, declaration yes and, yeah out, out on a sort of a whim on a whim. <laughs> on a whim he was given to just wild emotional swings yeah when when you read about him in scripture oh yeah well of course esther who is the central figure in the book is probably around 14 when she becomes queen and we remember her i think most of all because she was so courageous and we see this in, in the story.
0: Well, Connie, let's pause right here for a second. Okay. Yeah, Cause so. you've just given us a really great overview of King Xerxes and Esther. And really for the first two chapters of this book of the Bible, those are our main two characters, right? Actually Vashti and King Xerxes are our, are our main two characters in the first chapter. Mm-hmm. I've always looked at this story like, uh, kind of like a, ancient persian version of the bachelor yes. right all of these women come and they're all vying for the attention of this one man there is nothing new under the sun <laughs> right right and so often and i think maybe this is where hollywood has a uh, focused. Mm -hmm. And even where we focused a lot growing up was this is the story and and Queen Esther enraptures him with her, you know, her beauty and her kindness Mm -hmm. or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she then gets to be the queen and all these things. And that's sometimes the majority of the story that we remember Mm -hmm. that this beautiful young Jewish girl who hid her Jewishness Mm -hmm. got to be the queen.
1: Well, because this is sort of the, the
0: love story line. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is the Hollywood version. This is the Hollywood version. Right. Um, which, when you actually read it, I, there's not... There's... We're not going to get into it, but this is, again, like David and Bathsheba, mm-hmm. it's not really a sweet little romantic Hollywood movie. Yeah. If you if you read between the lines in some of these things, you're going, okay, but... Um, Unlike The Bachelor, these women didn't have the choice. It's not like they opted to be contestants on this show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's just a lot of uh, reading between the lines with Vashti. She didn't do what the king wanted her to do. Mm -hmm. And so he got rid of her. Mm -hmm. Some scholars think that means that he had her killed. Some scholars think that that means that she was just banished and never able to come again. But. Mm when he was drunk and at a party Mm -hmm. and wanted to parade her around in front of Mm -hmm. all of his friends. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, all right, fine. Breaking to his guy friends. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, the advisors that he asks at the end of chapter one, when he's Mm -hmm. like, what should I do? Vashti won't do what I say. And the advisors are like, man, listen, if Vashti won't do what you say, then all the women in Persia are going to hear about this and they're all going to stop obeying their husbands. And then where will we be? So you can't let this stand. So it's like, fear of the rebellious women that sends this the direction it goes but that's what most of us know about the story of esther vashti gets out esther gets in that's not even the main crux of this book no that's just the precursor yes. stuff
1: yes that's just the
0: context yes because th- as we get into like Haman and mordecai and these yep. other characters yep, yep. This is where the story really unravels. I mean, not unravels, unfolds.
1: So Haman is like literature's classic evil villain. Villain. Yes. Yes. I mean, he is everything that a great villain would hope to be, (laughs) except he's not as smart as he needs to be. (laughs) Except he's dumb. Because Uncle Mordecai (laughs) runs circles around him Mm -hmm. and 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 that plays out you know later yeah
0: um so and talk to us about mordecai a little we kind of yeah. paused on him well
1: that's okay uh, mordecai um
0: you said he was a great politician
1: he was a great politician because he reads he's constantly reading the lay of the land yeah he, he knows that he should get esther in this place mm-hmm. and so he does mm-hmm. uh he has raised her he has uh I I just can imagine that he has taught her many of his wiles. Yeah. Because you see that later and
0: how she maneuvers with the king. Yeah, they're very good strategists Mm -hmm. almost, being Mm -hmm. able to read what's happening Mm -hmm. and go, here's what I think Mm -hmm. I need to buy my time. I need to wait here. I need to press now. Mm -hmm. They're very good at that. Yes.
1: And and, uh, so Mordecai, who has been at the gates of the court, the king's court, so... He's sort of known, but not really known. But he overhears two of the king's inner court guys actually plotting to assassinate the king. Yeah, and he 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 conveys this, and so the
0: the king's life is saved. Yeah. So he tells Esther, right? Esther tells the king, right? But Esther made sure she gave Uncle Mordecai credit for it,
1: right? But it also occurs in this book.
0: Yeah, so they write, (laughs) it's like the king's journal. Of everything, every day. Right, and so this is another thing we don't realize. The book of Esther that we read in the Bible spans years. Yes. Because I think it's like in chapter 3, where we read about Mordecai Mm -hmm. overhearing this plan. And Mm -hmm. so they stopped him, they they got rid of the guys that were going to assassinate the king, gave Mordecai the credit. And then it's like in chapter 4 or 5, that the king is sleepless one night and so he orders the book to be read to him and finds this situation that happened years earlier right and says well did i honor this this person right and
1: they say, well no you you didn't yeah as, well, well, I'm remiss. I'm remiss. I should have. I should. Haman, Haman, get in here. Right. Get in
0: here. Meanwhile, Haman is ticked off at Mordecai mm-hmm. because Haman's a big deal in the eyes of the king. And Haman mm-hmm. walks by and the king tells everybody you're supposed to bow to him. Well, he's like the number two. Yeah. But Mordecai is a good Jew, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. bow only to God. Mm-hmm. Um, rightfully so. Good for you, Mordecai. Mm-hmm. So Haman gets ticked off that Mordecai is not going to bow to him. So Haman starts trying to figure out, how can I destroy this guy? Um, And I don't want to destroy only him. I want to destroy all of the Jewish people. Yes. But um, one of the things that has recently happened is Haman is trying to figure out how I can make this destruction happen. So he goes to talk to the king, which just happens to coincide with the king's reading this book (laughs) and calling Haman in and saying... Haman, tell me what should I do for the man that the king desires to honor? What what should I do for a man who's done well? And Haman, and Haman who has an ego that is out of control, <laughs> the size of Persia,
1: believes mm-hmm. that that Xerxes is about to honor him yeah. because of how important he is. Yeah, because he's so busy <laughs> building the gallows for Mordecai, Mordecai. <laughs> and getting. Probably, I mean historians think maybe up to fifteen million Jews in in this in this territory yeah Wow, Persia, wow. Uh, that who would have been killed yeah. massacred? Uh, so Haman's been so busy with this plot, the revenge mm-hmm. and focused on that and so he lays out all this elaborate things that he thinks the king ought to do. Because he thinks it's all coming his way. yeah. And the king says, that is great. Haman, you have been so helpful. Good idea. Great ideas. Go do all of that for Mordecai. (laughs) (laughs) And Haman is less than excited. He is like,
0: you've got to be kidding me.
1: But, of course, he has to go do that. Yeah. And and does. So, uh, if you don't know how the story ends... All the good guys win. Yeah, all the bad guys lose. Yep, and the Book of Esther becomes the the record for the reason the Festival of Purim is celebrated yeah. in Jewish life. Yeah, to this day. Yeah, to this day,
0: because there really was this plan to destroy all of the Jews mm-hmm. uh, that the king had signed off on Haman's plan, and the king had signed off on it again, not knowing that Esther was Jewish, mm-hmm. and Esther. Had to take a lot of courage and risked her life to go before the king and try to get this thing mm-hmm. stopped. So probably,
1: Andrea, I think you, you can certainly disagree which you do often with me. <laughs> but uh, I think I think there are uh, uh, there's a, a little passage of famous verses. Mm-hmm. If people have even a passing knowledge of the Bible, and the Old Testament specifically, and specific to the book of Esther. Yeah. Um, there's this little conversation when Mordecai goes to Esther to set into motion the, the really the salvation of the Jews from this massacre that Haman is masterminding.
0: Right. She says, I, I would be risking my life to go before the king to try to stop this. And Mordecai basically says, if you stay silent on this, Salvation for the Jews will come from somewhere else, but you won't you won't escape it. Don't think that just because you're in the king's court, you'll escape it. And then he says this. Mm-hmm. But who knows that maybe you were made for just such a time as this.
1: Yeah, and and oh my goodness. Yeah. That doesn't it give you goosebumps? It does. And then Esther says, All right, let's have three days. Spread the word. I want everyone to be fasting uh, on my behalf mm-hmm. uh, for three days, as as will I, yeah. if, before I go before the king to see if he. I mean, the queen. Even the queen couldn't just walk into the king. No, mm-hmm. and and ask to be heard. She could. She could enter to a certain place, but then the king had to signal that she could approach him. Yeah, and she says and and whatever I, I don't know how it will come out but if if it costs me my life if i perish then i perish yeah. i will have given my life for this
0: yeah yeah
1: and the most i think the most famous passage of of this book so that is i think where i i would like for us to think a little more about the courage and what it means, what does it mean for us? Are are we ever in a place that for such a time as this, God yeah. has put us here? Yeah. And it, what does that mean? And how do we know that, Andrea?
0: These are, that's a really good question, Connie. <laughs> do you have a really good answer? I don't. I do not have a really good answer. <laughs> um. You know, I do think you and I had talked earlier about the interesting fact that God is not mentioned in this story at all. Never mentioned by name. Right. You never see the name of God. However, the only book in the Bible. Yeah. But you, when you read it, you understand that God is working all through this. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for it and if you're paying attention, then, then you know what that means. And the things that Mordecai and Esther did or refused to do were because of their faith because of who they were as people of God. And so when we think about how do we know if, if we are here for just such a time as this, sometimes it's not explicit. Sometimes we aren't like Moses with the burning bush and we hear this voice that says, hey, you go do this. And we're like, oh, that was a holy moment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's because I know who God is and who God has called me to be if I don't act. Well, I would, be, I would be remiss. I would not be following what God calls me to do. That's what Mordecai tells Esther. If you don't do this, salvation will come for the Jews from somewhere else. God is not mm-hmm. going to let mm-hmm. this go, but you will probably perish too. Like, Don't think that you can be silent. Mm-hmm. I see Esther as finding herself in a situation, whatever whatever things occurred to get her there and being able to say, I have the ability to at least try to make a difference right now.
1: And I'm and I'm thinking yeah, we all mess up, we all mess up, and so we can all get off the track of being in the right place at the right time for a God given purpose. I mean, we we can all mess that up, yeah, and and do probably. Um, be and life is also very unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, with all of the best intentions, we can not be where we thought we would be. Yeah. But one of the things that I read in Esther is that God is always at work behind the scenes. Yeah, God is never mentioned by name. But there is no doubt that there that the leading and the work of God happens here. Yeah. In this in this book in several lives. And maybe part of the lesson to us is that, yes, God is at work behind the scenes, but there's a part that we play in that. Though God is at work behind the scenes, I can do what I'm supposed to do, or I can pass on that moment. Yeah. God will still stay at work, but it may not happen as God would wish for it to. Right.
0: Until Andrea picks it up. Right. And does it. Right. Right. Maybe also there is a a way that God has called Connie to do this one thing and it feels incomplete or it feels like you haven't finished it. But God's desire wasn't ever for you to complete it or finish it. Mm-hmm. God's desire was for you to do this one thing in this one moment mm-hmm. and then have Andrea come along and pick that up. And now it's Andrea's turn and Andrea's moment because we work together for the kingdom of God.
1: Yeah. And I'm and I'm supposed to feel okay about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's supposed to be all right with me, right? <laughs> right. That that
0: that I that I'm not, you know, the the head honcho in the thing. I, I mean, mean, we see that in some of the some of the letters in the New Testament. I think it's Corinthians where Paul says, you know, you guys keep arguing with each other because some of you say, Well, I'm a disciple of Paul, well, I'm a disciple of Apollos. Apollos. And mm-hmm. and they say, Well, you know, maybe Apollos set the seed and Paul watered it, but it's God who brings mm-hmm. the bloom. You know, like mm-hmm. we all work together in various mm-hmm. capacities. So part
1: of that lesson then is finding the fulfillment in being the part that I'm intended to be. And and me not envisioning what that is, but accepting that in the work
0: and plan of God and God's will. I think also it's, it's even being able to notice and discern what is my role right now. Mm-hmm. What is it that I am called to do mm-hmm. right now? Because, you know, when we have, we, we have like the Great Commission that, that we always translate as go therefore and make disciples of all nations, right? Mm-hmm. But when you look at it in the original Greek, a better translation is as you are going, make disciples of all nations. Sometimes it's as we are bumping along, doing our regular everyday life, we (laughs) will find ways to rise up for the kingdom of God. We will find situations that we're in for such a time as this,
1: as we are going. And I I would hope that in our homes, with parenting, with marriages, uh, with friendships, I would hope, my prayer is, that people are finding ways to believe that God is at work behind the scenes for them as they do their best part. I told you Esther was a lot more than just a love story.
0: (laughs) I believed you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. I just don't think Hollywood ever did. (laughs) Are there things that you're just wondering about? Connie and I would love to hear from you. Send us an email with your thoughts, and we'd be happy to talk about it on the podcast. We're grateful to Charles Smith for helping us record these episodes and to Hook Sounds for allowing us to download this music titled Save the World.